Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Welcome to your success tonic. Today I have two phenomenal guests joining me. Carmen Reed Gilkinson is an OBM and whole person certified coach with over 25 years of marketing experience. And Deirdre Harter is a CPA with over 20 years of experience auditing and advising businesses of all sizes about how to build sustainable profitability in their companies. Together, they are business strategists and the co-founders of Encore Empire, where they teach their clients the business of business through their high-touch year-long coaching programs. I cannot wait to dive into their experiences and insights on building sustainable businesses and learn more about their approach to coaching. So let's get started. Welcome, Deirdre and Carmen. Thank you so much, Natalie. We're really happy to be here. Oh, I did. I'm so excited that you're both here. So I'm thinking that one of the reasons that we connected so strongly was that we have a very similar approach to business. And one of the things that excites us so much is this idea of collaboration. And one of the things that I think so many business owners struggle with is this idea that the market is too saturated. Everything's been done already. Everyone's doing what I already wanna do, um, which is such a, a common worry and yet, I wanted to create this episode where we could discuss the idea that competition is not something to be feared, but something to be celebrated instead. So I want to start and ask you both, um, what would you say about this idea of, um, you know, collaboration over competition? What are your thoughts on that? So. That's it's a phrase we use a lot, Natalie. <laughs> We're forever saying collaboration over competition. And you know, there are several pieces and parts to that. I think a lot of it is is a mindset. Um, issue. So a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they have, we're already starting with mindset issues to begin with. And then when we start looking at everyone else, then we're feeling less than. And one of the things that we like to, that we ourselves and we like to help other people do is to um, use an inside out approach where we're starting from the inside. And so that's where all of our power and our answers lie, as opposed to looking on the outside. Um, so it's really the first step, I think, is that mindset issue is to just kind of flip the script and say, instead of this being a deterrent, how can I make this something that actually helps me succeed in my business? Yeah, I think that's a great a great way to look at it. And, and that's what we encourage our clients to look at. And another thing, when we talk about a really highly saturated market, it's actually the sign of a healthy market. If you are the <clears throat> only one on earth doing something and trying to sell it, you're going to have a lot harder time doing that if there's not a market for it. So the fact that we're in a market that is saturated means that there are people wanting help with that. So it's, it's actually a good sign. 
And then there are 8 billion people in the world. Like how many of those <laughs> can Deidre and I serve? And how many of those can each of us serve? Like nobody can serve everybody. And of course not eight, all 8 billion might be your target market, but it, it still, it factors through, right? There's no way we can serve everybody who needs our help. So it's great to know other people who do the same thing and provide quality service. So we can say, you know what? I'm not able to serve you at this time, but I have a great referral source for you. I love that. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I do think that, um, yeah, market saturation is, is, uh, isn't just a, an idea. It's not real. And if there's a lot of people needing a service, then that means that there's a big need as opposed to um, a limit. You know, this idea of, of there's going to be a limit to the capacity either of people to serve or the people who need something is 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 not really a real uh, fact, right? It's just an idea. And so using it more as an inspiration to what about what's possible rather than keeping it as a way of limiting ourselves it's, it's such a wonderful way of thinking about that so um in what ways would you say that you could speak to this idea of um someone who you know would traditionally think about um you know someone as direct competition right if we want to you know think about it more, like you're doing the exact same thing. Um, in what way would you speak to someone to help them see that that competition is not necessarily a threat to them? So yeah, when we talk about direct competition, I think that there's some confusion there about what that means. And of course this does, you know, depend on your business model and who your ideal client is. Like there, Obviously, if you have a pizza franchise, that is a little more direct competition, right? Papa John's compared to Domino's. Like that pretty much is direct competition because yes, there are some slight differences and nuances, but it is pretty much the same product. And I think that this direct competition thing comes in a lot more um, in play with product service, uh, product-based businesses. But when we're talking about service-based businesses, as entrepreneurs, we bring our own experience in life, our professional experience, our personality. That's what makes up our services. And therefore, there is really no such thing as direct competition because no one is you. And so when you are, you are, we are all a market of one, really. And so we might provide similar services, but it is never, ever going to be an exact type of service that we all provide. Yeah, and to add to that, that's what we want to lean into is our difference. And I think what happens is a lot of times people get uh, wary or scared to stand out. Honestly, they don't want to stand out. So they see people saying something in a certain way or doing things a certain way. And they're like, okay, well, that's the way it's done, quote unquote. So I'm going to do it that way. But what happens when we do that is we just blend in. And then, yeah, you're gonna have a harder time attracting the people who would who would value your differences. We have to embrace our differences and put them out there. And it doesn't mean you have to be, it doesn't mean you have to share personal things. It doesn't mean you have to share something that makes you uncomfortable. But what it means is that you need to get really clear about how do you look at this in a different way from the other people in your market? 
And we like to help our clients find the gap in the market. That's kind of what Deirdre and I did. And our gap in the market that we address is access to the experts. So for business coaching, you know, when you go out and look for business coaches, there are not very many that do really high touch working with their clients behind the scenes in their business. That's what we specialize in. A lot of them are like, okay, well, here's our program. Here's our framework, go through this course, have coaching every once in a while or whatever. And, you know, there you go. And we take it to another level. And we do that because we experienced on, on our own and when investing for our own growth in our business, that same thing. And it's frustrating when you invest a lot of money in something and you don't feel like you're getting the customized guidance. So when you can look at your market, whatever market you're in, and you can say, like, what are the main complaints of the clients that go through that market? Are they, they're not getting what they want or everyone's teaching them this, but it doesn't work for them or whatever those things are, those are gaps in the market. When you hear more than one, of course, market research requires collecting a lot of data and it's actually a lot of fun because you can find out what is missing. And then you can say, okay, I can fill that gap or you might automatically be able to look at the market and say, man, I noticed that 99% of people in this market talk about this in this way. And I don't believe in that. Well, that's great because that's your differentiator. You talk about what you believe in and the other people who are in the market, they're like, yeah, I don't believe in it either. I'm going to go see her. So it's really, uh, it's fun and it's nuanced and there's really no reason to fear because really we can create a market of one. Yes, I love this. I love this approach, this way of thinking about it. Thank you so much for sharing that, both of you. Um, I I love this idea of um, you know creating your um, your offer from this place of inspiration and creation, um, as opposed to from this uh, idea of I have to be better than. Um, someone else right which is part of the idea of competition I have to be the best in order to dominate the market you know these are very kind of aggressive ideas around what it means to stand out and instead of you know thinking about it from this other perspective of stand out by serving deeply and meeting the need that you see that you can meet um, and I think that that's way more powerful so um can you, but can you both um, talk a little bit more about this idea of um, how, you know, how do you think comparing yourself to your perceived competition can actually derail you as opposed to motivating you? So it really brings up, if we're not careful, now we have to do, like Mark Carmen said, we have to do some market research. Like we have to know what's going on. We can't work in a vacuum. Um, and so we have to really get our mindsets set up properly to go into that, because if we go too far, we can, it, it can begin to bring up imposter syndrome. So like if we're comparing not through the lens of how am I unique and different and what can I bring to the market? How can I um, enhance and provide a a different or a, a slightly new or different solution as compared to everybody else, that's really being client-centric, right? We're looking at how can I help the people who need a, bus a business coach, for example. So, you know, the, a lot of people 
In fact, we believe every single business owner needs a business coach <laughs> at one point or another, right? And so we're looking at, you know, what's available for them and how can I give them another choice? So when we go into it that way, we avoid the imposter syndrome. But if we go in looking at, oh my gosh, you know, she's doing this and that, and that's great. And she's doing this and they all look so much, you know, they must have more experience. And we begin to make up stories, right? <laughs> that we don't know are true. We're just, we're just like thinking them up in our own head. And all of a sudden now we have this giant narrative about everybody else when we really have no clue. Um, because we are only seeing the tip of the iceberg, right? We, we can't see what's beneath the water of that business and how that business is run until, unless we've experienced it, you know, ourselves. And so I think that is the big thing. It's really a, a perspective change. It's kind of like wearing regular glasses and then putting on some sunglasses, right? Like things look, it's the same picture, but it looks a little different, right? And so uh, I think we have to do that same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree. It's really, we don't know what's going on in the inside the business of our, of our com competitors, right? So you can watch someone launch and launch and launch and be successful, be successful, be successful. But there's so much to that. It doesn't mean you should copy that because maybe they've been in business for 20 years and you've been in business for two. I mean, you can't compare experience with launching and or the strategy behind it, because we don't know what the strategy behind anyone else's thing is. And that's why Deirdre and I focus on business strategy, because it's too easy to look outside of ourselves. And this goes back to that inside out approach and see what everyone else is doing and think that we are less than, or we don't understand, or we're not as good as, or whatever, but you're, you're not, you don't have a full plate of information. You're working on very little limited information. That's the tip of the iceberg thing. So you need to have a strategy for your business. And what works for one business does not work for another necessarily. Exactly. And that's the key right there. And why doesn't it? It's because the business owner is different. The goals are different. The I mean, everyone wants to have clients and they want to make money and they want to be successful, you know, right, profitable and sustainable. So those could be those are very general, but then when we take it down a notch and we look at, well, what does that mean for you? What, what is important to you? What do you want your lifestyle to be? What are these goals and how do we create the strategy that helps you get there? It's not just looking at someone else and saying, oh, they're successful. So that's what that, what success means because that it doesn't success for you is different than what success for someone else is. And the way that they get to that success is different as well. Absolutely. Yes. I, this, uh, this is also something that I talk about with my clients because I've, I've heard so often, well, I did the same thing um, that this person seems to be doing and then now it's not working for me or I'm, I'm putting the same kind of content out as that person. So why isn't it working for me? And it's just like, you can never, you can never know really what's going on inside the business. And even a business that looks successful from the outside might be struggling in an area that you cannot even see and one of the big areas that um my you know that i think can really that are impossible to to see from the outside and also that that some business owners really fail to track is, is actual profit you know just how are you managing 
the finances behind the scenes. You might be making seven figures, but if most of that's being spent, <laughs> then maybe you're not as, as solid as someone who's making a whole lot less and is putting a whole lot more in, into profit. So yeah, there's there's so many pieces at play um, that, yeah, that we need to, to take into account for ourselves and be strong in ourselves. Um, so what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you faced in your business with Encore Empire, if, if any? Well, that's, there could be 20 answers to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there are, there are challenges, you know, it can be on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Like they, you know, they come and they're in different magnitudes and whatnot. Um, but I think that the, let me, let me talk about how we overcome all the challenges since mm -hmm. there, you know, yeah. there are so many it's really about, we go in, Carmen, Carmen actually taught me this. I knew it, but I wasn't really practicing it until she and I got together. And she always says that you go into everything with curiosity. Mm. And so when you have this curiosity mindset, rather than something happening and you're like, oh no, you know, the sky is falling and, you know, this is just going to ruin everything. It's really about, hmm you know, I wonder how we could take this and turn it around. So that's the difference in the mindset. And so I think that's the huge piece of it is really about how you're looking at it. And then I'd say the second thing is getting, you know, if we can't come up with the answer, go find someone who can help you get the answer. And mm -hmm. I want to bring that around to uh, what our competition can do for us. This is another benefit that people may not have thought about before, but um, when you are embracing people who are in your same space, that's where you can really support one another. If everyone has the mindset of there's enough for all of us, then those are the exact people you want to be in conversation with to support one another. Because what we have as a challenge, maybe that we've learned to overcome could be something that maybe you're struggling with and you don't know how to overcome it. But when we get into conversation, we can share that with you. So when everyone is of this mindset of let's support one another and you know, there's, uh, we're very passionate. I know you are too, Natalie, about um, helping women in business. And so if we want to help all women in business, as Carmen said, none of us individually can do that. So really we have to rise up as an industry uh -huh. and to really put that out there and make it available and to educate all the women in business that here's what's available to you. Here's the difference it can make in your life. And we can only do that when we do it as a united front. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. And to speak to the challenges we've had, we've had every challenge that every other business owner has had. Yeah. So we don't, we have overcome a lot, but Deirdre and I met in 2020 and we launched our business during the pandemic and we started from zero. So we fully understand. And I was working full time back then and doing this as a side hustle. And then was able, we grew it. We were able to work on our marketing. You know, we have, we have skills that we brought together. So we, yeah. we aren't brand new at business, 
but we still had to look at everything with curiosity, determine who is our ideal client? Why are they ideal? What are their needs? How can we serve them? The same thing. And as far as that goes and market research goes, that's something that never changes. So I think a lot of times people think that, okay, well, I already did that ideal client language thing mm -hmm. or my ideal client avatar way back when, mm -hmm. so I'm done with that. But you really don't know. You always have to be in uh, direct contact with them. Either they're your clients or you're really doing a lot of market research because everything shifts and changes and everything that happens in the world affects your audience, right? And so their perspective on things, their, their feeling of uh, the ability to invest or not invest is affected by the economy or whatever else is going on. So we have to learn how to ride the tide, whatever the tide is. And I think that's where people who aren't perhaps business minded believe, or they maybe have a false belief that once you learn something, you're done. And like, people want a plug and play answer you know they want it to be direct and black and white and it's just not that you have to ride the tide and you it makes you a much more robust and um successful entrepreneur when you're able to meet the audience where they're at based on what's going on in the world and address that and so it's kind of like it's fun i think it's fun <laughs> because you get to see what's happening okay this is happening now our sales have dropped a little bit because of this how are we going to fix this and then once you learn how to do those things you navigate waters so to speak and the challenges and the you know waterfalls or whatever we have to go through and you're successful well then you're just building on your toolbox and you are able to navigate better faster and more in the future and that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is we are so flexible and agile we're able to do this stuff so once you learn how to do it then you're just setting yourself up for success no matter what absolutely i i think that this um, flexibility is so key. It's not like a checklist, did this, did this, did this, and now it's set in stone and this is it. You know, it's, it, you do have to be constantly adapting and evolving as a business as well, right? And I think that for those of us who are creative, um, and let's face it, most entrepreneurs are very creative, then that when we embrace that, that's just um, so exciting, right? Rather than overwhelming, it's like, I get to grow with my business. I get to bring in the things that I've mastered and I can now kind of evolve the whole vision alongside it. And so, yeah, I love this idea of, um, of it allowing us to grow personally as well. And, uh, and that ultimately that this just allows us to be better and better. Just, we just keep getting better and better at what we do. And then ultimately, so does our competition, right? People who, who are with us in the entrepreneurial world, they're also like doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm wondering if you have a, um, a special resource or some advice that you could share with listeners to help them um, sort of think about this a little bit more deeply. So we, you know, all of this that we're talking about, um, it's, you know, market research, but 
I think the biggest area where this competition um, issue comes in, it's in our marketing, right? Because that's the thing that we all see. We can see what other people in our industry are marketing. We don't see the behind the scenes part. We don't hear the conversations that they're having, but we can see the marketing. And so I think this is the area where if mindset's going to, if the, the, um, scarcity mindset's going to rear its ugly head. This is where it's going to happen. It's going to be in the marketing because we're putting on top of that, the fact that it changes so quickly on social media. You know, we're always hearing about this new platform or the algorithm over here has changed. And so that plus just the tech challenge, like technology changes so quickly, right? You know, one minute we've got, you know, Facebook's got one area for you to go the next minute. Now it's called meta. Now they're like, that's going out and something else is coming in. So it's like, you just never really know. And for most of us, our businesses, we are not, you know, there, there could be some marketing um, agencies listening, but majority of the businesses, you know, unless you are a marketing agency, marketing is not the thing you're keeping up on every day, all day. And so we have a workshop that we've created that we run on a regular basis to address these issues. And it's to help create a marketing strategy and a structure that gives some stability to this whole thing so that you can more efficiently and effectively and ensure that you are speaking the language of your ideal client so that you are attracting them so that you're then you don't have to worry about the competition or how much market share do you have because the system is built to kind of um, run on autopilot almost once it gets set up and so that you're attracting the right people so then you can concentrate and focus on your um, client delivery and onboarding all those new clients and things like that so that it's called the marketing methodology workshop so we'll, we run that every eight weeks and so we would love to invite anyone who's listening who or this is an area of struggle in any way um, to join us for this complimentary workshop and then we'll help you set up this system so that you can let that run and it will make a from all the hundreds of women who've been through it, they said it makes a tremendous difference in their marketing strategy. Yeah, and to join us, you can just head over to encoreempire.com forward slash MMW for marketing methodology workshop. Fantastic, thank you for sharing that. I know that that is so crucial. You know, when uh, people are stuck in their marketing, it just creates so much um, inertia and difficulty and, and stress. So. Um, getting that clarity on this piece is amazing. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so before we wrap up, I do want to ask you both, um, how has your definition of success evolved over time? And why, why, you know, why, why has it evolved? Um, I think I'll start and I think Deidre probably feels I think our definition of success, and this may be just the age that we're at, but it's more about balance. Uh, and and I'm not going to say, I don't know that there's always a perfect balance to work life, but it's about being able to practice self-care and be spend time with your family and do things that lights you up, as well as running a successful business. For me, it's it's a 
if we can do all of that, then it's great. And I think that that's something we strive to do by the schedules we set and the way that we run our business. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I know that earlier in my career when I was in public accounting, back then my success was all based on the dollar, right? Like, you know, what's the profit? What's the bottom line? Which, you know, that kind of makes sense for someone in accounting, right? <laughs> like, you know, we're numbers focused. But I have learned through my experience that it is much more than that. It is, that is an important component. So I think success is really a formula and we all have to create our own formula for what that means. And we do have to have the profit as a part of it, because if we don't, if our income is limited, then our impact is limited. So if you're in a service-based business and you're part of your mission and your vision is to make an impact in the world and to help other people in whatever area that you're an expert in. We have to have that income. But as Carmen said, we have to have a life that we live first. And I think that was the big, for me, the biggest draw to entrepreneurship is I wanted freedom more than anything else. I wanted the freedom to be able to live my life first and then I will let my business support my life as opposed to the other way around where it was that, you know, my employer thought that, you know, my career and the business came first. And I, if I could manage to live my life around that, well, so much the better, but it, that was really the opposite of how it should be. I need to stop the recording, but before we finish up, because I have an alarm just nonstop. And I'm not sure I can, just give me one second. I'm gonna try and disconnect this, this thing. Well, thank you, Carmen and Deirdre so much for joining me today. It's been really wonderful getting to talk to you both and discussing you know, all these beautiful ideas around entrepreneurship and this idea of um, you know, real abundance that comes when we follow our creativity and we start to think about supporting one another rather than um, really being in opposition to other people and um, seeking out how we bring value to others through the things that we're doing. It's just a beautiful foundation for our business. So I, uh, I hope that you've, um, that, that listeners have had some inspiration from our conversation today. I know it's inspired me. And if you've been listening and you've been focusing maybe on competition in, in uh, your business, I hope that you can start to shift your focus a little bit so that your success becomes inevitable as well. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Natalie. We, we love your podcast and we are very honored to be part of it. It's such a pleasure having you both here. And I'm just delighted that we made this connection and that we can support each other and our communities as well. Yes. Yes, thank you so much. And we look forward to whatever comes next for us. Yes, me too, me too, thank you. Hey, have you taken the Success Archetype quiz yet? If not, head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success.